Talking property with Mark Polisco. Now, Mark, you can always tell when it's uh, out of footy season because the footballers start to uh, go from, um, you know, on the field to uh, property. And uh, what are some of them doing? Ah, well, a lot of them get into the renovation rescue business after their after their careers, including uh, including Chris Tarrant, the former Collingwood and Fremantle footballer. So he and um, he retired from football in two thousand and twelve, uh, and he and his wife Lauren, who's an interior designer, have been renovating prestige homes over that time. So they're just listed for sale this week. Their sixth project. Um, it's, it's a little. It's a mini manor in Turak at seventeen Glen Road in Turak, um, and uh, Chris Tarrant and his and Lauren paid three point six five million for it last May. Uh, it's since undergone a full renovation. They've in, they gutted the inside and they've done a lot of work to the outside area and the garden as well. And it's now been listed for sale for 4.9 to 5.2 million. So um, RT Edgar's managing that one. There's been a bit of a string of um, of prestige of, of mini of brand new homes in Turak that have sold for really big prices. The ar- architect Christopher Doyle sold uh, a house that used to be owned by Jason Donovan, and um, Christopher Doyle did this really amazing renovation of it and um, put it on the market for sale for $8 million and it sold after two weeks for $8.5 million. So Chris Tarrant's probably going to do pretty well as well. It seems to be a lot of demand for, for new homes in, the, in that area. be interesting to watch that one too just to see if anyone goes in for a bit of a sticky. Yeah, yeah, they will be. Anyone's going in there and asking for asking for an autograph. So yeah, that, that's probably the case. But they've done a few. They've done another, they've done another one, at least another one in Turak, and they've also done a couple in Armadale and South Yarra. Um, other footballers that uh, it, it, it keeps the property journalists pretty busy. So um, you know, other recently retired footballers, uh, Dustin Fletcher from Essendon, he's just sold an East Kilo townhouse a couple of months ago for seven hundred eighty-five thousand. Uh, another Collingwood footballer, Levi Greenwood, he's sold two terraces in the last uh, eighteen months. One in South Melbourne and one across town in Northcote, um, and Brody Holland as well. He's sold a house in Ascot Vale that he renovated. But um, the Chris Tarrant property that's just been listed, um, being you know five million dollars, it's much more expensive than what the other ones are doing at the moment. But yeah, it seems to be that uh, if they don't become commentators, they might they might probably become renovators. So what happens um, with that? Is it the sales agent that will let the journalist know, say you know you that they're um, listing it because it's got that pulling power? Um, sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah, they usually do. That's a big, well, it's a big marketing push that they can do, and it's a great way of getting some editorial for it and some profile for it. So why not? You use it's a big, it, it's it's probably as 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 much of a feature as some of the houses feature, some of the features of the home, um, and it could be a marketable thing. You might get some diehard people that pay a premium for something. I remember the the people who bought Julia Gillard's home in Altona. Um, I think they paid a huge premium because they were they, they were attached to it because they they they, they like Julia Gillard. So you might get that occasionally. I don't know if you'll get that with uh, with Chris Tarrant, but look, it certainly doesn't hurt to have um, to have this, 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 this house stand out amongst the others at the moment. Well, we're talking about it, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, from Collingwood to uh, down uh, Geelong Way, and of course uh, the Doyon Frank Costa. What's he up to? <laughs> Yeah, there's oh, there's a fair bit happening in Geelong actually. I think you and I will be talking about them a, a, a little bit over over the next couple of weeks. But the Costa family, uh, Frank Costa, the the family home in Newtown that he raised his eight daughters um, is for sale again. So he tried to sell it uh, about ten years ago. We reported that um, he and his wife had just bought a penthouse apartment in central uh, Geelong on the waterfront, and so they tried to sell this house uh, one to three White Court in Newtown, and it didn't sell. So a couple of years later, in two thousand and eleven, he sold it to one of his daughters. 
um, um, uh, Suzanne Cleary and her husband Tim. And about eighteen months ago, they undertook a, a major renovation of it. It looks completely different now. It was a bit of, it was a bit of a time capsule to the nineteen eighties before. Um, so now it's been put on the market as a as a fully renovated home. It's on a huge thirty two hundred square meter block. Uh, near Queen's Park and, uh, and and the Barwon River and includes a tennis court and a swimming pool Now they're and 24 rooms. Um, so they're expecting $6.1 million for that, which would set a record for a home in Geelong. Um, so, yeah, they're, 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 Geelong's uh, it's having a, a lot of commercial development as well, but it's it, it's no strange. It's following Melbourne and Mornington Peninsula in terms of having some, some record prices this spring. I'm wondering, though, how big Frank Costa's uh, penthouse would be on the waterfront because given his eight daughters and all of his <laughs> grandchildren, yeah. um, I'm, I'm um, assuming it would be a fairly sizable uh, penthouse. I'd say so. I'd say, well, a lot of the people I know about who buy those kinds of apartments sometimes own other apartments in the same complex. So he might do that for their own peace of mind. They're like, you got, you know, can just tell their kids, you go to another other apartment. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'd like to know that as well. I'll see if I can find out. I'll see if I can find that. I do get liked by the, the cost of uh, yeah. people who work there do like some of the articles. I'll see if I can follow it up. Let's uh, go from um, you know Geelong's on the Ballerine Peninsula uh, over the ferry and across to the Mornington Peninsula because uh, Rosebud or uh, you know that's part of Rosebud got renamed Capel or Capel Sound. So uh, Capel Sound, that's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so a lot of and the values went up too as they were hoping. So yeah, yeah I think it was Rosebud West that that, uh, that was renamed Capel Sound. So that's right. And, yeah. um, you know, of course, Greg Hunt, uh, the local member down there, he's uh, a lot of federal funding's been going into the swimming pool and sort of uh, a lot of amenities, and uh, that might be reflected in the real estate prices in the coming years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that just in general, uh, especially Rosebud being so close to the city, a lot of people um, commute to Melbourne from there. Um, it's a good, yeah, I've, I've, I've always liked it. And um, But Stella probably doesn't like it very much at the moment. So he, that, that, they bought a 22.3 a a hectare farm um, in Rosebud a couple of years ago in 2016. And looking at it on a map, it seems like a logical place that would make way for a housing estate longer term. Um, so yeah, they, they paid $7 million for it. And of course, with, all, with Stella going into receivership, and all the problems it was put up for auction this week um, by a mortgagee and it sold for 4.65 million so there's been a huge loss recorded there for that farm so it was sold um it's a unique property it's uh, it's got a, a big sprawling homestead and it's got a helipad and if it were renovated it would be it would be glamorous it's very very private um and even though it's not zoned for a housing estate it's adjacent to one of uh, rosebud's newest ones which is peninsula sand so that might have been why it was on stella's radar um but the agency uh, james crowder of community real Steady marketed as a lifestyle property. Coincidentally, it sold to another developer. So it might be a bit of a watch this space down there to see what will happen with that site longer term. We will see. So, yeah, but unfortunately, big, big loss there for Stella. And they've also, this week, another receiver has put um, the Stella's Greyhound, the, the St Kilda site where the Greyhound Hotel stood, has been put on the market. So Stella hasn't, I've asked them all year whether they'd be putting that one on the market, and um, they've always said no. So that was um, one one Brighton Road. It's at the corner of Blessington Street, and it's right near Carlisle Street too. It used to have the uh, a beautiful historic pub. It was 164 years old, and it was it was demolished um, in 2017. And the site was put on the market pretty soon after. Stella bought it. It already had a permit, which is now on offer again. So um, CB Richard Ellis isn't isn't advertising a price with that one there. Stella paid 7.5 million for it. it. They tried to sell it last year for 8 million. Then I think they tried to sell it for just under 7 mil. So we'll see how that goes, but it looks like there's going to be another loss happening there for Stella. Mm, so uh, Stella, it hasn't really been a good year for them at all, has it? 
<laughs> no, that's well, they, they, no, no, no that, that's, that's right. So, um, yeah, no, but it seems like there's been a bit happening. So, I mean, with the Greyhound being uh, listed and the Rosebud being sold, uh, a couple of weeks ago we reported the another site. And, yeah, the Conti, there's a couple in Hyatt and um, that, that have sold. So, it's moving, but um, it'll be nice to get a bit of a state of play and see what's happening there and if, when it's going to stop. Now, while it hasn't been a good year for Stella, it's uh, been a good uh, time for a sheik. Uh, that's been one of your uh, <laughs> most, uh, I suppose, talked about stories, which was a bit of a surprise this week. Uh, tell us about that one. Yeah, the monster truck loving billionaire sheik. So as soon as you put that in the headline, I think it captures some people's attention. So um, yeah, it's his farm. It's one of the biggest properties I've ever written about. Uh, Four hundred and sixty-two thousand eight hundred hectares. Um, so yeah, they needed. A, I've run. I've run the story with a. If you want to have some, uh, some, a look at some of it. That, that um, I was sent the photograph of a helicopter tour, which is how prospective purchasers would have had to look at it. So um, the vendor was the, an oil industry billionaire, uh, Sheikh Hamad bid Hamdan Al Naya. And uh, he's can said to have one of. You can read it on my site. And um, but look, it's worth it's worth copying and pasting his name into Google, and then just going into the images and checking out his garage. It's said to be one of the top five garages in the world, and he's got monster trucks and all the it's just all these amazing cars. I mean, there's there's Toyota Land Cruisers, which are really massive cars, and they look like dots underneath some of these uh, monster trucks that he's got. So um, I think he would have had <laughs> I don't know what he had planned for the for the for the four hundred sixty two thousand hectares in Alice Springs. He probably could have got away with. With driving these everywhere, but uh, yeah, so he sold that. The, the property is called Indracowry. Uh, it's about 120 kilometres south of Alice Springs. And when it hit the market in June, it was only expected to hit. It was it had a reserve of seven million, and he sold it for 10.1 million to one of the neighbours. Um, so it's an enormous site. It's got 90 kilometres of, of frontage to the Fink River. It's his second sale. The, the, the sheik sold another property in Queensland a couple of years ago, 592 hectares to an earth moving company. So. Yeah, it's been some pretty big Central Australia land, land, land sales with, with this one. Amazing. Yeah. Now, Mark, this is something that you've got to do every Wednesday is uh, a wrap-up of, I suppose, the names in property that are selling, the movers and shakers. So, you know, if people want to get in touch and uh, they've got some, you know, footballers that are selling, um, the agents or anything <laughs> like that, um, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, well, there's a contact us page on the on, on Real Estate Source, so that's probably the best way. Otherwise, I'm, I'm uh, you can Google me. I'm Mark I'm MarkPolisco at gmail.com, um, and that, that's probably the best way. So, yeah, I think maybe on Wednesday we'll start talking residential, and then maybe when we talk on, later on in the week we'll talk commercial because um, I think the, la the last podcast, which was great, but, uh, yeah, 27 minutes, a bit long, so we'll try and split them up now. So there's certainly enough to talk about, which is great. So, yeah, if anyone's got any residential stories, let me know. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, regardless, I'll have enough to talk about next week. So... Check in then. Mark Polisco, thank you very much. No worries. Enjoy your week. Speak soon. Bye.